Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Come on, solve problems here, Taylor. Alright. There. Now we're good to go. You are hearing me talk. What up, guys and gals? Welcome to another edition of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This is episode, what, 70-something or other. Two. 72. Really? I thought we were further up. 72. 72. Let's go with that. Shit, I just lost an ear. Hold on. Not, not literally. Tony just Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got new headphones, and so now we're dealing with our wonky setup again. Keep losing ears. Yeah. Next thing we need is a new mixer. Which, by the way, <laughs> we would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Max Zaleski, Skeptical Crypto, Kevin Nesgoda, and the Horror Addicts. If you would like to help contribute to the show, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast and uh, just, you know, chip in some some spare dollars. Yes. And yeah, thank you for uh, for your money. Did you ever know that you're my hero? I'm just going to let this happen. That's Yeah, you are. <laughs> just lay back. Whoa, this got weird. <laughs> oh, now it's weird. Yeah, you're the one making rape jokes. <laughs> it's not a rape joke. <laughs> okay, Donald. <laughs> Don't you compare me to that swine. Um, so oh, Thank doing? God that's almost over. Oh, God, man. It, it will, it'll be over. Well... Yeah, by the time this airs, well, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My mic smells funny. Sorry. <laughs> what, what did you do to it? <laughs> Just smells like new pop filter. That's what, yeah. It smells like new. Yeah. Because they are still relatively new. Mm. This is what, the only, I think it's the only, only second time we've used them. Well, these ones in particular. Because I bought three mics total, but one came with an arm like this and we're not using that one currently right uh so how you doing i'm getting nervous yeah it's i mean you know we're saturday we're three days out from um the election right now and yeah we're both in kind of panic mode the news is making us really tense yeah quite (laughs) i mean you know we have listeners from all over the world, really, but mainly here in the U.S. And so, you know, all of you are from different areas of the U.S. But here in Washington, we swing Democrat, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I float around more depending on who I like better. I'm not just a tried and true Democrat, but I tend to swing more liberal. And the fact that I'm seeing so many things saying, oh, Trump is up in the polls. Makes me very nervous. I just, I mean, I, I, I don't care what your party affiliation is. He's a terrifying candidate. Yeah, he's a he's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the only thing that really irritates me more than people that are voting for him are people that are not voting for Hillary at a protest. Yeah. Or not, actually, sorry, not voting for either one out of protest. Honestly, you know, people say if you don't vote, it's a wasted vote. But on, the people that are voting for Johnson or Stein, I'd rather they just didn't vote at all. Well, yeah. I mean, might as well. 
might as well vote or not vote. might as well not vote yeah I mean, it's ridiculous. they're they're polling in you know like the one and lower percent yeah i mean this is going to be the the gore uh bush election all over again with nader sticking his fingers in it yeah and just absolutely having no shame whatsoever about it yeah and like you know people talk about how incapable trump is and it's like have you really seen who Jill Stein is? Or Gary Johnson, for that or matter. Gary, I mean, Gary Johnson, he Gary was, Johnson didn't know what Aleppo was. Yeah. Um, he can't. I mean, this, is, this has been in the news. This isn't anything breaking for anybody who's been paying attention. But yeah, Gary Johnson does not know anything about politics. He couldn't name a single world leader. Right. Um, and, you know, he was with the New Mexico governor for a term or something. I don't know. Um, and... Now he's running for president. Like what? Before he was governor, he was, or was it after he was governor? He was the, the president of some cannabis company. Oh really? Yeah, and so that's why he, he's getting a lot of like the pro, pro marijuana yeah. vote because of that. It's like that dude doesn't give a shit about pot or its use. He gives a shit about how much money it's going to yep, make him. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, the guy's a Republican. More or less. The, the yeah. only well, no, he is. He's, okay. The only reason he's running Libertarian is because he didn't get the nomination. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Um, and it's we're we're in a sad state of affairs here in, in the country. <laughs> I'll just be glad when it's over because this is the the most terrifying thing on TV right now. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. speaking of TV, though, uh. Stranger Things season two went into production yesterday. Right. And Eleven is coming back. Finally confirmed. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody kind of figured as much. Yeah. Where, I mean, anybody who hasn't seen it yet, you know, you need to get with it. But, you know, she seemingly died at the end. Well, yeah, we don't, I mean, but we don't know if she died or like went back to the upside down or into another dimension or really what happened. But yeah, she was gone. Did she? Was she? Had she actually gone to the upside down, or did she open the gateway to the upside down? I think she like projected into the upside down, but didn't like physically go into the upside down. Got it. Okay, I I, I really need to rewatch it. Um, I I was pretty attentive to it, like for the first you know three four episodes. And I, I binge watched it in a day. Like I watched the entire season in one day. Yeah. <laughs> but I fell asleep because I think I was sick at the uh, time. And I fell asleep <laughs> for like two or, or maybe even three episodes in the middle. So I'm missing uh, the middle part. Mm. And I need to go back and watch it again. Yes, you do. Um, and like I've talked about this before. I want my wife to watch it. She still hasn't? No. See, I, got, I talked to my girlfriend into, into watching it. Did she like it? Yes, but not to the extent that she should have. <laughs> well, she's she's a baby. She she doesn't That's true. get it. Uh, I mean, you know, you and I, we before we were or the the time when we started becoming like cognizant, that was like the tail end of the eighties. Yeah. So we we Which missed is when she was born. Right. So I mean, but we still have. I mean. The memories from the late 80s to the early 90s, which were essentially the same. Yeah. Um, so we, that that's kind of in our blood. Yeah. Like your girlfriend, my wife, they were born pretty much around the same time. 
um, just a few months apart. No. Is your girlfriend 88? 88, I yeah. And your wife? Yeah, yeah. 88. Okay, well, yeah, so is my girlfriend. They're, okay, and they're, well, they're just a couple days apart then. When is your wife's birthday? In June. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally a couple days apart. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. And Starship Troopers is getting remade. I know you're fucking stoked for that. It's like I said, if fucking Jake Busey's in it, I don't give a shit. I don't know where I got this thought that you neither do I. Starship Troopers, because I swear to God, I still don't know how that started or where the fuck you came up with that. Somebody that I was friends with fucking loved Starship Troopers, and I thought it was you. I mean, it's like I'll watch it. It's a decent enough movie, but you, yeah, you've got this mentality that I'm just all about it. I don't know where the fuck it came yeah, from. I don't know. I, I thought it was you, maybe it was somebody else. So who makes a cameo? Busey? Denise Richards? Casper Van Dien. Oh, yeah. Johnny Rico himself. He's not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know why they're remaking it. Yeah, it's a weird idea. Of all movies to remake. Yeah. Why that one? Why Starship Troopers? Um, I mean, it's not even like something that needs to be updated. Because <laughs> no. it takes place in the future. In the future, yeah. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, it was made in the nineties and like, what are they going to do to update it? Cause it is in the future and granted that was the nineties view of the future, but that wasn't that long ago. And while yeah, computer effects have improved. I mean, they can make the bugs look better. Aside from that, what are they going to do? That's different or better. The hide Busey's teeth. <laughs> that's all part of his charm um yeah so there's that there it is uh good stuff good good stuff <laughs> i got a new car oh you did yeah did i, did I tell you that i mean no, you told I mean, me you were like you wanted to use me as a reference but that's right i did i did do that oh good <laughs> You are you are currently a reference. All right. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel very important. Uh, yeah, got a new brand new car. Well, not brand new. It's it was a it was a rental, but it's, a, it's 2015. Um, it's a Focus. Yeah. Because um, I mean, my old car was a Focus. I I like I liked it when it was in better shape, and the new ones are pretty nice. I'm glad you got a new car. I, I was getting a little scared riding around with you. <laughs> well, it's like... Especially what? this fucking guy will be like <laughs> going up a hill, like a steep-ass hill, and he'll be like, oh, man, my tires are shot and my brakes suck. I shouldn't be on this hill. I'm like, don't tell me this now. <laughs> oh, I'm only riding around on three lug studs right now. No, <laughs> oh, that fucking car, man. No, I, like I, I have a love-hate relationship with that car. I love it because I got it for a steal. Uh, I mean, when I bought it, it was eight years old, and it had under 100,000 miles on it, um, which is pretty stellar for an eight-year-old car. Yeah. Um, and it ran great. It was it was very well taken care of. Um, and just like it would probably still be in really good shape right now if it weren't for the fact that I spent so much of those eight – you know. 
eight years that I've had it, spent so much of them unemployed, mm. not having any fucking money to take care of the damn thing. Yeah. But still needing to use it, you know? Right. Um, but now I'm, you know, in a better position in life, so I can actually take care of a car now. Um, but yeah. what, what color is it? Black. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like your soul. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, this is, it's a 2015. It had um, about 17 and a half thousand miles on it, or 17 and a thousand, 17,000 and. 17,255, something like that. So it's a, sound like you're on the prices right. <laughs> I'm trying to, because I've driven it, you know, for a few days now. So try to remember what it was when I got it. So after this, we're going to go right around and like yell out the window at people. Just right around my dope new hoopty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Be awesome. <laughs> Just blast like some TLC and. <laughs> Just holler at some honeys. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> That's our Saturday. What are you? What are you up to? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's a it's a much smoother ride. I don't feel like I'm. You driving. don't say. I don't feel like I'm driving a uh, washing machine anymore. So that's what's new in my life. That's good. That's good. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, anything new for you? Nope. All right. Well, uh, I guess if there's nothing else to bullshit about, should we just do horror business? We should. I'm looking at our first two stories here, and I feel like they should have been flipped. You want me to take real world horror? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to? I can. Okay, yeah, because I don't know who you. I don't even know who this guy is. Okay. <laughs> so in real world horror, uh, Lakers player Meta World Peace, formerly known as Ron Artest, aka the guy that ran into the crowd and started punching fans. This guy, this guy, wait, it, oh, it was that guy. Yeah. Okay, so a guy that incited violence changed his name to Meta World Peace. Yep. I can't be the only one that detects the <laughs> irony there. Well, I think is. Like he did went through, you know, years of therapy and it was, this was his attempt. to. He try went through and, at least two years of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> this was him, you know, trying to turn his life around and become a new person. Mm. Like when Kobe changed his number to 24, it's like, no, I didn't rape anybody. That was number eight. <laughs> he's just reinventing himself is what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> so he, he stayed at the Skirvin Ho- uh, Hilton in Oklahoma City, <clears throat> which is allegedly one of the most haunted places in the country spooky uh and he claims that he was touched (laughs) is this this gonna be another bobby brown story (laughs) yep (laughs) kind of yes uh he says the ghosts were all over me i just accepted it they touched me all over the place i'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places (laughs) (laughs) now i know what you're probably asking (laughs) i know what you're thinking (laughs) meta why wouldn't you leave? <laughs> and he says, I was watching a good movie and I was tired. I didn't want to move. <laughs> <coughs> oh, fuck. And now you're probably asking, what movie could be so good that you don't even want to move while you're getting 
fingered in the butthole by a ghost? <laughs> sure. And the answer is Money Monster starring, starring George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does have Julia Roberts also, and she's just America's sweetheart. Like, is she still? It, yeah, she was. Maybe. <laughs> is there a new one? Uh, probably. J-Law, maybe? May- maybe. Even though she had naked pictures come out. Yeah. Which wasn't her fault, but I mean, the American public doesn't like that. I I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all know you liked it, Taylor. So did you. Don't act like you didn't. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. Don't I, act like you're prim and proper over there. I, I admit nothing. Uh, the Skirvin Hotel says that the only confirmed spirit we have here at the Skirvin is the positive spirit of hospitality. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that cheese dick. <laughs> In fact, we just celebrated our 105th anniversary and completed a $4.3, that can't be right, that's got to be $4.3 million probably? I imagine. Uh, renovation. $4.3 renovation. It's like they bought new Dixie pillowcases <laughs> for one room. Yeah. <laughs> Even that'd be more than $4. <laughs> True. So, uh, well, who names a hotel a Skirvin? That's a, that's a terrible name. The scurvy. Yeah, that's exactly. The scurvy Hilton. I would think that if I went there, I got scurvy. I'm like, I, obviously, that's an irrational thought, but it would be on my mind the entire time. You were always on my mind. Yeah, like Scurvies. that one, Like that one song, yeah. yeah. Scurvies. <laughs> Scurvies always on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Meta, Meta got, his, uh, got his balls juggled. When did he change his name? It was a few years ago. Was it after the incident? Oh, well after, yeah. Okay. Well, how long ago was that? It only seems like it's been a few years. Ah, uh, Malice at the Palace, 2004. Wow, was it really that long ago? Yeah. Fuck. Wait. Oh, you know what? I think I'm thinking of something else, though, then. It only happened once. Um, somebody, like... No, somebody else has gone into the crowd and started a fight since then. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Fucking meta. Give me a break. And then he went and played in China, and he like unofficially changed his name to the Panda's Friend. <laughs> what? And he had shoes that had panda bear heads, like stuffed animal panda heads, on the tongue. That <laughs> was amazing. What a fucking clown. And just the other night, he was shooting free throws, and uh, he yelled, I love basketball. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he's he's all there. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. (laughs) You know, I wish there was more, uh, like, legal roadblocks to stop people from naming themselves dumb things like this. He's got the money. I guess, but like, you know, where is it? Uh, It must, maybe it's China? China? (laughs) Yeah, that. Um, I think it's China, but some country, you actually have to have your your baby's name approved. What? Like, if you try to name your baby some weird, stupid, or maybe it's Australia. I don't know. But if you try to name your baby something stupid, they will not let you. No. Apparently, if you can prove that people call you something in America, you can make it your legal name. Is that how Ultimate Warrior did it? Maybe. 
Well, no, he got he changed it to, to warrior, just, just warrior, right? Yeah. I don't know why he didn't. So just... Did I legally change my name to Taylor of Terror? I guess. How many people actually call you that though? I don't know. They do on Twitter because it's my screen name. It's true. <laughs> anyway, know. anyway, there was another wrestler that just legally changed his name to his wrestling name. Uh, were we just talking about that recently? Ryback. Oh no, he changed his name to that. Yeah. What a clown! But it's like Ryback Murphy or whatever the fuck his last name is. Did he like? Did he leave like WWE or something? Yeah. And, and so he wants to use still be able to use that name. Yeah. That's so dumb. That's it, that's a fucking stupid reason. It really is. It's like you're changing your entire life so you can use some property. But he's not even wrestling anywhere. He's talking about going to MMA. Ugh. And fucking CM Punk still uses CM Punk everywhere he goes. And no indication of any kind of lawsuit. Not that I've heard of. Mm. Well, there you go. But I mean, he had it before he went there, so maybe he wouldn't let them trademark it. Maybe. Maybe he already had trademarks on it. Could be. Wasn't there... Wasn't like he or WWE facing some kind of lawsuit because he had that Pepsi tattoo? I don't think so. No. In all like the WWE games, though, there's nothing there. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) All right. It is weird seeing world peace on the back of a basketball jersey, though. It's dumb. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Like, I can't even... Like, I I will take the next 20 minutes to describe how dumb that is. Or I could. I'm not not going to. I think he has a daughter named, like, Diamond or something. So her name is Diamond World Peace. Mm. (sighs) Some people, they have to be stopped. (laughs) He's, He's a peach. All right, for a story more up my alley, um, it's kind of looking like Friday the 13th might fucking happen. Uh, Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I'm still a little skeptical. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller, uh, who are, of course, are the producers of the supposed film. <laughs> <laughs> the alleged movie. Alleged, yeah. Um, they were talking to Collider, and they basically said a lot of stuff that we already fucking know. Uh, they said that it's not going to be a sequel to, to the 2009 remake. We fucking knew that already. Um, but I guess that was actually actually a point of discussion for a while, whether or not they could continue with uh, Clay and uh, Whitney. Um, see if they could continue with those characters and carry it on. Uh, and I guess they decided against that. So in theory, does that mean no more Derek Mears? Uh, in theory. I mean, you know, the, the, the original... Friday the 13th movies, they were sequels, but they had very little to do with each other. Yeah. If anything. I think they should bring back Brie. Yeah. So Just, juicy, dude. Maybe she like wasn't actually dead. Yeah. Like uh, Daniel Harris in, um, in Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just no, no justification or excuse. She's just still alive. Just, yeah. 
yeah, but yeah, so they they ended up just saying this is going to be a, a new film, not not a sequel to the remake. Uh, it's not going to be found footage. Again, we knew that already. Um, I guess at, at one point the studio said they wanted him to make a found footage, which I think we knew that as well. And they, which studio is he talking about? Paramount. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, aren't they the studio? Platinum Dunes. They're they're the production company. Okay. The studio. I don't know. I think all the industry stuff it starts to get a little confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they basically talked him out of it, saying that there's no way we could make a proper Friday the Thirteenth movie in found footage format. Go figure. Well, what was weird to me was Fuller said that that Jason is a POV movie. It's hard to wrap our head around how you would do a Friday the Thirteenth that was found footage, knowing that we really need the Jason perspective of watching. Have they ever had Jason's POV in a movie? Yeah, it's not like like it's not like the standard bearer of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. No, I mean that's it's a a thing that happens for a few seconds at a time. You know, a handful of times throughout a movie. Yeah, it's not like Maniac. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of a lot of the first Friday the 13th was POV, you know, first person, because the killer was a mystery. Like, you didn't... Yeah. Like, Pamela. You weren't supposed to know it was Pamela. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but all, this, all the ones after that, it's like you knew full and well that was Jason. Right. I mean, they tried to play it off in the second one for a while. In five. Five wasn't really Jason. Well, no, no, no. I mean, as far, as far as like the POV. Oh. Look. But I mean, once you, once you kind of got the, the idea, they revealed that it was Jason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but yeah, saying it's a POV movie is not correct yeah but i mean i i, I kind of get what they're saying if you had if you weren't allowed to have that element because of the nature of a found footage film well yeah i mean whatever defense he needs to make it not found footage sure <laughs> whatever. Well, i'll take it yeah. yeah whatever like uh oh the you know the hell mouth will open up we make a found footage yeah, sure why not yeah let's take it <laughs> um but uh, they're saying that they have found the location. They have the lake. They have the camp. So All right. they they they're they're done with that part, which seems like it might be one of the easiest parts of the filmmaking process. Yeah, I feel like there's not really a shortage of summer camps around the country, right? And especially ones around lakes. Yeah, I think that's where most most of them, of are, them are. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, I'd love to see them go and film at the original lake. That'd be cool. The little Boy Scout camp. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, they confirmed that Breck Eisner is directing, um, and that uh, they say they have an amazing script by Aaron Guzkowski. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all we get to do at this point is take them at their word. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, and that Breck Eisner is directing. And they said they're starting to film in early spring. Now, that, to me, is where the trouble begins. Because trying to film a movie in spring, you know, they're probably looking at least... 
probably two to three weeks, maybe even a month of filming. I'm guessing. Yeah. Then, you know, however many months of post-production, you know, reshoots, ADR, editing, all the back and forth with the studio getting, I mean, you know, studio edits down, um, mark, like setting up marketing plans, all that kind of shit. That takes months. And they're looking at an October release date. I mean, that's, that's their drop dead date too. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any more chances after that. I mean, they could bump it back and say, oh, we're actually going to open in December, but it's not going to be a Friday the 13th, which at this point, I don't give a fuck. If I ever did. Right. But they seem to. Right. It seems to be a very important thing for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be foolish of them to say, okay, well, we couldn't get this out by October 13th, so we're done. We give yeah, up. Fuck it. <laughs> be fucking idiotic. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, who knows what they're capable of. Um, Still no cast, though. No. Yeah. They haven't announced shit. Like, as far as, they haven't even announced a Jason who I would think would be like the first person they'd cast. You would think. And you'd think that maybe they would just go for Derek Mears. I hope that he's their first phone call. I I hope too, but I I'm I'm worried that even if even though he's behind a mask that they're going to say, "Oh, well no, we're not doing that. We're going back to or we're, we're starting over." Yeah, they and, don't want to be associated with 2009 in right. any way. Right. And, you know, it's like the only other person to play Jason more than once was Kane Hodder. Um, and I think I could be wrong on this. I may be remembering incorrectly, but I think part of the reason, not the whole reason, but part of the reason he wasn't in Freddy versus Jason was because um, they wanted to separate themselves from from that hmm I think maybe I'm wrong I have no idea the more I'm thinking about that the more it sounds wrong it's probably wrong it's probably wrong then yeah I probably I'm probably always wrong yeah well I mean usually <laughs> um anyway so I mean we'll see the, the coming months will tell indeed I mean they, they've been pretty I mean, if they have come up with any kind of developments, they've been pretty public about it. This is true. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they're going to try and hide anything, you know, hold off until closer to the release date. So, I imagine there will be more to tell in the coming months. J.J. Abrams, Bad Robot Productions. Bad Robot! Nope. They say that. Like the thing. They say that at the end of the thing. With the bad robot. He's there. <laughs> uh, they've been working on a new movie called God Particle. And it turns out, according to the rap, this is another Cloverfield movie. Uh, I know, we're all so excited. Hey. Uh, it revolves around an American space station. It has an accident with a particle accelerator and then suddenly discovers that Earth is gone. It's just gone. What does that have to do with Cloverfield? Um, well, things get stranger when they pick up traces of another space station nearby. Dum, dum, dum. 
So that still has nothing to do with Cloverfield. Right. I mean, although I think that the first two Cloverfields had very little to do with each other. This is true. Because they basically shoehorned that ending in to end Cloverfield. But even that ending had nothing to do with Cloverfield. They could have made it totally 100% linked to the first movie. I mean, you can draw... So easily. You can draw connections to it, like, if you really want to. But, I mean, they're so tenuous that... Like, when she left, when she drove over the hill and saw the remains of the city, it should have just been New York. But it took place in... You didn't know where it took place until Texas. the end. Was it Texas or Louisiana? Uh, I think it was Louisiana, and then she drove to Texas at the end. Right. Because she drove, it said Houston that way. Don't mess with Texas. But like if she, because <laughs> they never said where it was during the movie. I don't think. Uh, there was, there was a, a few clues here and there. Um, I mean, the, uh, God, who was the guy that wore, that wore the hat, the beard? I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't um, he yeah, had a, a pretty Louisiana-sounding accent. And also, remember when he, or when she looked at his bus ticket? It said Baton Rouge on it, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, did it? Yeah, so. Oh. Well, still. Could have been better. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the, I don't know. I don't want to get into the end of that movie because I don't start giving shit away. Uh, God Particle stars David Oyelowo. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, from Interstellar. John Krasinski. Jim. Yes. <laughs> Fat Albert. I will see anything with Jim in it. <laughs> as long as it does, it's not directed by Michael Bay. Uh, and then a lot of other people I've never heard of. Gugu Mabatha-Ra? Uh, I know that name. I'm not sure why. Oh, Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, all right. I can go with that. He's in Thor? Uh, apparently. I haven't seen The Dark World, so I don't know. Ziyi Zhang from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Daniel Bruhl. That name sounds familiar. Bruhl. Uh, this is supposed to come out in February of next year. It may or may not get renamed. One of the rumors is that it may be called Cloverfield Particle. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what an awful, awful name. I know. Um, of course, 10 Cloverfield Lane was originally called The Cellar. Right. So uh, Abrams and Paramount are quietly developing even more movies for the Cloverfield franchise. You mean they're quietly taking on spec scripts? Or not, probably not even spec. They're probably like blacklist scripts. Uh, and saying, oh, yeah, we can make that a Cloverfield movie. Probably, yeah. They want to release one every year. Oh, God. I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane, that was like a secret. Nobody knew it happened. Right. I mean, until they started doing Until the trailer. Yeah, until they started doing marketing for it. Nobody had even an idea that they'd filmed it. And really, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane would have been better without the ending. Yeah. Um, The the whole time... Men in Black ending. Yeah, the whole time I was wondering, like, why is this a Cloverfield movie? Yeah. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? And when it finally revealed the 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 connection, as as thin as it may be, it's like I was still just like, that was dumb. They should have just left it how it was. 
Well, I read something that was saying that like the Cloverfield franchise is just going to be like they're not really connected. They just have the same like tone and feel. It's like that's not how franchises work. No, you don't. That's not a thing. No, I mean you saw how well that worked with Halloween. Yeah, you don't have anthology series franchises. Right. I don't know who Abrams thinks he is, but. He made Star Wars, so he's fucking big dick swinging right now. He's fucking Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. He's kind of a nerd icon. Yeah. Like I said, he's big dick swinging. (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. He could probably do whatever he wants in Hollywood right now. He could probably kill somebody. He could probably shoot somebody in the face on Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for him. I mean, still let him make movies. (laughs) Yeah. He actually said that. Not J.J. Abrams. Not J.J. Abrams. He didn't no. say that. No. The pumpkin one. Pumpkin <laughs> uh, So I'm wondering if this is going to have like any kind of uh, you know, comedic context because because uh, Krasinski and Well, yeah. And Krasinski O'Dowd. and O'Dowd. Yeah. You would think. I mean, both of them are doing serious, more serious things now. Really? I haven't seen O'Dowd do anything serious. Everything I've seen him is still in comedy, but. But yeah, I know like Krasinski did that was it, 100 and, 127 hours or something like that. Then no. It's 13 hours it's right there. 13 hours, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was a number in hours. Yeah, that was the the movie about the Marines in Benghazi. Yeah. Um and yeah, that was And a, that was the movie where the trailer for Ten Cloverfield Lane first debuted. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Full circle. Yep. Um and uh what else? He was. Oh, he's he's, he's gonna Jack be, Reacher. He's gonna Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, yeah, yeah. Um, which was off-putting at first, but I'm kind of into it. Isn't he like behind it too? Like he's like the the maker of it. That I don't know. I think he is, but I'm not entirely sure. It's what that's for Amazon. Amazon, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because the Jack Ryan movies have always been movies and never right a, a series. Could be cool. Yeah. Um, I, I know I saw O'Dowd in something funny or something serious, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Have you seen Moon Boy? No. Oh, it's so funny. Really? Yeah, because he's just—he's this little kid's imaginary friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 Irish. Like it takes place in Ireland. I knew that. Um, and uh, the little kid—he's he's pretty funny. Um, he's just like a total loser, just a, a born loser. Oh. Uh, and I mean, not like. Not like pathetically so, just in a in a comical way. Okay. Um, and it takes place in like the late eighties, early nineties or something like that. And um yeah, and his uh his O'Dowd's character, um I wanna say Sam, but I don't know if that's right. Uh he's like really sarcastic. He he reminds me a lot of Hobbes. Oh yeah. Uh, like he tries to give like like he tries to be a conscience, but he's also like kind of like passive about it. Wonder if that was an influence. It has to be because the little kid is a lot like Calvin too. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it. So it's it's pretty funny. It's it's on Hulu if you want to check it out. I thought it was. But anyway, anyway, uh, God particle. I don't know. I don't know. Cloverfield particle. Cloverfield particle. God Cloverfield. Whatever. Clover follicle. Abramsfield. Yep. That's what it's supposed to be called. 
It's going to be called God Abrams. <laughs> be like, yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> So the Sci-Fi Channel is there's just Sci-Fi now. Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi uh, just continues to fuck up our lives <laughs> by making another goddamn Sharknado movie. This is gonna be the fifth one. Five of these they're making. Yep, and they're not done yet. Probably they're, not. They're probably gonna keep going as long as they can keep uh, Ian Zeering. Working and, and fucking Tara Reed. As long as they can keep giving them work, I guess they'll keep making these fucking things. It's going to be titled Sharknado 5 Earth Zero. Uh, I get it. Um, so, like, I mean, like, like I, a scoreboard. I guess we already know how the movie ends then. <laughs> Seemingly. Uh, it's it's kind of like the biggest spoiler of all. It's like the Sharknado wins. Yeah. <laughs> Again, or like John dies in the end, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. This fuck. Okay. Um. So with much of North America lying in ru- ruins, ruins, ruins. <laughs> the rest of the world braces for the inevitable, a global Sharknado. Oh fuck me! What is even like? Have you watched any of these? Not not even one like minute. Right. So I have no fucking clue where these things keep coming from. Is this the same Sharknado? It just keeps floating around? I don't know. Uh, From London to Asia, South Africa to Mexico, Finn, who I believe is Zeering, and his family must put up a stop to the Sharknados once and for all. See, that's the Sharknados, plural. So there's many Sharknados. Apparently. It's a weather anomaly. No, I want to highlight the uh, the once and for all part. Promise? Yeah. Please? <laughs> Please let this be the last one. Um, I mean, for me, I'm tired of seeing this this open the door for just dumb, stupid schlock movies. Lavalantula. Yeah, that kind of shit. Um, and I'm I'm really sick of seeing the fucking publicity they're getting. Yeah. Like, people are just raving about this shit. And, like, I can't tell if they're doing it ironically or if they genuinely <laughs> like these fucking movies. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, They're pretty goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> You've got, like, fucking Jerry Springer fighting them with chainsaws. I was like, what is happening now? Wait, seriously? Yeah. What the fuck? What is even happening? Okay, um, but of course, uh, Ian Zeering. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him Ian, just to spite him. Fuck him. So his name is Ian. There's two basketball players, both spell their name the same way. One is Eon, and one is Yawn. That's so no. Your name is Ian. Yeah. You can't all spell your name the same way and say, call it four different things. Yeah. No. There's one spelling per name, and. <laughs> It's only pronounced one way. I can't be like, yeah, my, my name is like, oh, your name is Taylor? Oh, no, my name is Marcus. It's spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R. Yeah, I know, but I pronounce it Marcus. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, 
you know, my wife and your girlfriend. They, and my wife. My wife. Both like they both have names that are spelled differently. Or can be spelled differently. Yeah. I think we just need to cut the cut the cord here and just say one spelling per name. Yeah. And while we're at it, can we decide if we're sliding or sticking our credit cards in the machine? Right. I'm so tired of going up to the thing and like pushing it in the thing. You're like, oh no, you need to slide. It's like, why is why do you have the thing? Yeah. A lot of a lot of places now they're putting like little pieces of paper in there saying no chip. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, I'm glad that we made this technology then. Yeah, and some do both, which is all the more irritating. Uh, it's like I went to one place. Uh, come on, America, we need to unite. I like I, I took out my card. I'm like, do you guys use the chip? And she's like, uh, well, is it a credit or debit card? I'm thinking, why the fuck does it matter? Yeah. I'm like, uh, well, it's it's a debit card. She's like, oh, okay, uh, just go and slide it then. Was it righted? I think it was maybe actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was me every time I go over there too. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, we still do uh, sliding for people that want cash back. I don't want cash back. Yeah, it's like it's. Can we just simplify this? And... Yeah. We need to band together, America. <laughs> I mean, some like don't even have you put in a pin anymore. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, that's a little sketchy. Um. Or like some some like I'll use my credit card with the chip and like it won't even have me sign, mm. which is really weird. That is weird. I don't know what to think of that. Um, but yeah, I don't like. I don't care which one you guys want to use. Well, let's just make a fucking decision. Well, I'm pretty sure like I don't think cards in Europe even come with stripes anymore. Okay, well let's get on Europe's level, right? In many ways. In many ways. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Sharknado. So who's who's going to be the wacky Z Z lister in this one? Oh, I'm still hoping for Oliver Platt, man. <laughs> Oliver Platt's on fucking Chicago Police now or whatever. Oh, so he's legit star now. Yeah, he's <laughs> okay. he's he's like got a regular gig on ABC. Okay, or NBC or CBS or one of those. Oh uh, shit! I mean, who else is there? I mean, between these Sharknado movies and we've had Busey. We've had Jerry Springer. We've had Mark Cuban. Was he the president? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking between these movies and uh, and like Piranha and those type fucking things, like all those fucking Z-list celebrities, they've all been used up. Like, is there anybody left? There's got to be. There's got to be somebody we're missing. <sighs> Who are we overlooking? Who just, who was popular for a bit? Lorenzo Lamas. Has, has he been in it yet? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Dolph Lundgren. Well, no, he's, he's like, he's going to be on Arrow. He just did Kindergarten Cop 2. That's true. He's on the comeback trail. Yeah. He's <laughs> his comeback tour. After making the sixth sense. What? After, or the fifth sense. The fifth sense? Yeah. Oh, right. The sense <laughs> of smell. Yes. Um... Yeah. Lorenzo Lamas, okay. Renegade himself. He's got to grow the hair out again. Because, I mean, Gutenberg was in Lava Lantula. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot all those those fucking stupid movies. <laughs> even less stars have been, or even more stars have been used up. Yeah. <laughs> Gutenberg. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's like I, one guy, I, just, I, I love him and I hate him. <laughs> I love him because he's Carrie Mahoney. I hate him because he's just, he's fucking Steve Gutenberg. 
What about Paul Reiser? <laughs> he was just in a movie that I saw recently. Oh, it was um, That's something we did on the show. Yeah, uh, The Darkness. Darkness. The Darkness. There you go, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Is your Dave Chappelle's going to host Saturday Night Live? Yeah, first time ever. Yeah, with Tribe Called Quest. That's, yeah. That's a pretty solid lineup. What's left there. of them? Huh? What's left of them? Sure. Um. Anyway. Anyway, that's enough. Stop. We stop encouraging this. We've spent more time not talking about Sharknado than we have talking about it, (laughs) which I think is a good thing. Yeah, we we should all not talk about it. Oh, Martha Stewart. We could put Martha Stewart in it. Okay. Yeah, that's because it's a good thing. It made me think of Martha. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Rachel Ray. Just all of them. All all the cooking gals. Barefoot Contessa and. The one with the big forehead. Which one's that? Uh, G Gia Giovanni. No, it's not. Oh, you shut your mouth about <laughs> Giada. Giada, yeah, she's got a big forehead. She's got a big chest. She does have a big chest as well. She fine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> All right, let's stop. Let's let's talk about something else. Interesting. So one of the one of the most popular movies on the Grave Plot podcast <laughs> is the fucking dentist. Yeah, we love this movie. I mean, we used to talk about it all the time when you would go to the dentist like every week, right? Uh, those of you that don't know, the dentist started Corbin Burnson as a psychotic dentist, and also the shortstop for the Cleveland Indians. Yep. Uh, well, <laughs> no, that's a completely different movie. <laughs> oh, it's not. That's not the same one. No, I was confused. Roger Dorn. <laughs> so Burnson is reuniting with dentist director Brian Usna to create a spiritual successor to the dentist called the plastic surgeon. Is he playing the same guy? No, he's playing Dr. Mitch Laffer, which listen to this fucking description. Dr. Mitch Laffer takes immense pleasure from spreading joy, be it from helping the aging ladies of high society to turn back the clock or bringing smiles to the face of sick children, which he does by means of his work as the delightful Plucko the Clown. So he's also a clown for some reason. What is happening? <laughs> sometimes Who came up with this? Sometimes, however, the greatest tragedies befall the finest of men, and Mitch's world falls apart in the blink of an eye. Broken, embittered, and brimming with rage, suddenly, where he once saw beauty, he now only sees ugliness. And there's one way, one sure way that a plastic surgeon can cure that. Wow. Why is he also a clown? I don't know. <laughs> that is a fucking curveball. I, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> and his name is Laffer. Oh, boy. This is going to be produced by Usna's label, Dark Arts Entertainment. And uh, Usna describes it as the dentist with more bells and whistles. (laughs) And clowns. 
Is it literally more bells and whistles because he's a clown? Yeah. Like a slide whistle. <laughs> and he's got fucking bells on his shoes. Yep. And he <laughs> and he also honks his nose. <laughs> well. Um, so, yeah. We're seeing this. Get hype about this. <laughs> uh, like, I would be so much more on board if it wasn't for the clown part. Yeah, I don't. I, I I can't wrap my mind around that. I I cannot figure out why they felt the clown element was necessary. Like, does he go crazy at a kid's birthday party? Like stitches? I don't know. Does he go on some kind of rampage as a clown? Is he bipolar? <laughs> or not bipolar, but schizophrenic? All these answers and more. <laughs> <laughs> Is he like schizophrenic? Where he dresses as the clown as a killer, and then he when he's this plastic surgeon, he doesn't remember any of it. Like a werewolf? <laughs> like a werewolf. He's a were-clown. <laughs> the clowning. <laughs> the clowning. <laughs> oh. Remember when they made a movie out of that? Yeah. <laughs> sure do. Eli Roth. Just, just taking Hollywood down. When are they going to make a movie out of the shaving? <laughs> the shaving. The shaving. So are you excited about this? Oh, I'm so fucking amped. What was the last thing Corbin Burnson did? Psych. <laughs> I fucking loved Psych. So. Psych was awesome. <laughs> Not because of him, though. Not that he was bad, but it wasn't because of him. No. It was all Sean and Gus. Yeah. And the writing. The writing was impeccable. Oh, so good. Like, there was, there was a lull there in the later seasons, but, like, the last, like, Season and a half, it kind of was on an upswing again. I liked all the like the really referential episodes. Oh, those were great. The Twin Peaks episode and the Clue episode. The Clue episode was so fucking good. I loved that. And the fact they even got like Martin Mole and a bunch of the stars. Yeah. So good. So juicy, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched Psych yet, just do yourself a favor. Go watch Psych. Yeah. Watch. It's educational because you learn that someone dies in Santa Barbara every week. Yeah. And it's also Santa Barbara looks a lot like Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> and Victoria. Um, which is actually true. <laughs> Santa Barbara, especially like during like the early spring, looks a lot like Vancouver pretty much all year. Um, but yeah, I watched like the Dual Spires episode at least. That one's so good. It's like the best one. <laughs> Okay, so Clive Barker still at work with Hellraiser, even though he killed Pinhead off. Um, I don't know why anybody would still care once he's gone, but here we are. Um, yeah, his uh, Seraphim Inc. Is it production house or uh, publishing house, I guess? I think it's just like his overall. Just his thing? Yeah. His crew. Right. Okay, so Seraphim, or Seraphim, however you want to pronounce it, Inc. Uh, is announcing Hellraiser, colon, anthology. Uh, it's going to be an original graphic novel 
based within the world of Hellraiser. Uh, it's coming out in spring of next year. This is their first solo venture into comics or you know graphic novels. All the previous Hellraiser novels have been, I think, Dark Horse. Um, so was Seraphim still involved though? Because it says first solo. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, maybe as far as like story and stuff like that, and yeah. then maybe the art and stuff was like all the all the comic and stuff was maybe Dark Horse. But now they're doing it all in-house, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, but here, maybe this will explain it. Uh, Seraphim's creative creative executive, Ben Mears. Why does that name sound so familiar? Wasn't that the name of the... Uh, wasn't that the guy from American Horror Story? Which one? The Meek, Meek, Meek the Freak. Was it? The one that died? Ben something. I don't know if it was Mears, though. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're just combining him and Derek Mears. Maybe. Um, Ben Mears, who is the main contributing writer of Hellraiser Bestiary, uh, is doing the editing and production of the anthology, as well as serving as its main writer. Uh, Also writing is Kristen Francis, who also helped out on uh, Bestiary. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh, no <laughs> Blumhouse's re- Blumhouse, Blumhouse so it's gonna be PG-13 yeah it's gonna be completely uninteresting and neutered um Blumhouse's Rebecca and Dave McKendry and pow you entertainment just, you just peaked like a motherfucker I don't know if I did I didn't do it right into the mic <laughs> um Pow Entertainment's Matt Murray, Mark Allen Miller. Oh, wait. Sorry. That's a period, not a comma. So it is. Um, the vice president of Seraphim, Mark Allen Miller, uh, and the writer of Next Testament and The Steam Man will be contributing a short, short prose story that will be featured within the anthology. Man, there's a lot to this. <laughs> It's just like a long list of names. Your artists are Danielle, Sarah, uh, Sam, Sheeran, Jim, Terry, and Riley Schmitz. Right. Who, um, I mean, they're, they've got some things you may recognize if you were into the darker end of comics. Uh, a lot of Hellraiser stuff, X-Files, um, other Clive Barker related stories. Crow. Uh, the Crow. Um yeah, they're going to be contributing as well. So, uh, is there more to this? Nope. Okay, well, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going from here without Pinhead. Pinhead seems like kind of be like the, the glue that bound all of it. I mean, is that, is it a new story? Is that, is this like a continuation of his novel or? I don't know. I mean, like it says, it takes place within the world of Hellraiser. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty vague. Like I haven't read the comics and I have to imagine maybe the comics are a little more expansive than the films. I would think. So I imagine there's probably a lot more going on than just pinhead, but you know, as as somebody who's only seen the movies and hasn't really gotten into the literation of it. um, I only really know pinhead and the Cenobites. So, 
I don't know. But I mean, if this is if if you're into Hellraiser, then you know the fact that Barker is handling this all in house might be of intrigue to you. So, uh, yeah. do we have a release date? I didn't notice. Oh yes, okay, spring of next year. So everything's happening in spring. Springtime, the only pretty ringtime. I love to sing a uh, about the moon and the Juna and the springa. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, so keep an eye out on that, or out for that, uh, on it. You can keep an eye on it when it comes out. Yeah, it's not out yet. You have to wait till it comes out. Keep an eye out for it, and then keep your eye on it. Yeah. Did you see that uh, maquette that, I think... Oh, shit. Actually, I don't remember. Well, uh, somebody that makes, like, figure or, like, statuettes and stuff. Um. I don't remember, but it's it's like a female pinhead. Oh yeah, I did see that. I don't know if that's a. Is that for something or? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a standalone thing or if if, she, if she's like actually a character within the stories or what. I don't know. It seems redundant. I mean, if she is to have a second pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I mean to have it be female just because. I mean, unless there's a reason behind it. It's the ghostbustering of. Hellraiser. But, but I've always had the impression that each Cenobite, including Pinhead, their look was based upon their particular f- version of Hell. And I mean, that, you know, the, the deeper explanation of that is for somebody beyond my knowledge of the, of the Hellraiser universe. But, I mean, that's why all the Cenobites look different. Yeah. is because they each have a different version of Hell. Maybe she has the same version of Hell. I don't know. That seems lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like there are boundless versions of Hell. And, you know, to have two people have the same one. I, I, yeah. All right. So that's it for horror business. Seemed like we kind of flew through that. Did we? No, it's an hour. So, yeah, well, good enough. Fuck it. Okay. Good enough for government work. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Please don't ever do it again. <laughs> I'll try to remember. <laughs> Fucking bullwinkle over there. <laughs> okay. Um, so from here, we're going to go ahead and do some reviews. So, so <laughs> we have movies <laughs> to review. Did you forget how to podcast when you went <laughs> in the bathroom? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I know how to podcast. Don't tell me how to podcast. I know how to be a podcaster. <laughs> Don't tell me. Okay, so yeah, a couple movies we reviewed. Um and one is just. Should we start with that one? Something else. Do you want to? Might as well. Okay. Uh, this is the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
My dad can get cranky sometimes. As your father, I forbid you to marry. He sure has a temper on him. He likes to shout. I like to smile. <laughs> you cheesy old cornball. Imagine me stroking her clitoris with a pink feather. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a cheesy old cornball. <laughs> I kind of like it. Hey! Stop talking to the customer and help Dad with his shorts. Imagine if I farted now. I love you. Like this? I don't know if I'm doing it right, Janet. Is this right? Kiss my juicy cherry lips. My dad might be the greasy strangler. I'm officially dating Janet. I'm the Spider-Man of Cocktown. Bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. I call bullshit on that. Bullshit artist. You're covered in horse shit. You can be my forever love. You claimed her pussy, but you never claimed her heart. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That means a lot coming from you. All right. You were so fucking jacked to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Did it pay out? We'll get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, The Greasy Strangler, a uh, SpectreVision movie they picked up from Fantastic Fest. It's about Ronnie and his son, Brayden. Mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat, you find out that Ronnie is the greasy strangler because he tells you. Yeah. He, he <laughs> but then tries to pretend to he's not. Because and he does this several times throughout the movie. Because his son thinks he's a bullshit artist. Yeah. They also use the word bullshit artist about 57 times. Yeah. Just so many times. Just like instant. Like, not just calling someone a bullshit artist, but they use the phrase bullshit artist in place of just saying bullshit. Yeah. So Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie fucking loves grease. Everything he eats has to be greasy. Why? <laughs> just like so greasy. Like he steals a bucket of grease from the movie theater popcorn and just drenches his food in it. He yeah. takes out, he buys a hot dog and he dunks it in grease. And eats it. There's no explanation for it. No. He just loves grease. Because it lubricates his throat. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, so, the, as the greasy strangler, he strips down naked, covers himself in grease, and then just goes and chokes people out until their eyeballs pop out. And then he eats the eyeballs. Or punches their face in. Or punches their face and just caves it in. Like a fucking deflated basketball. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of fake dick in this movie. There's so much dick. Oh my god, Ronnie's fucking old fucking giant hanging dick. It looks like something from hell. I don't know. It looks like it's made of some 
like it looks like it's made of paper mache or like crepe paper or something. It looks like a giant mouse's head, according to him. <laughs> it, it's like this fucking long, like crepey. <laughs> crepey? Like I said, it looks like fucking crepe paper. It, look, it looks like somebody made this cock out of paper mache. Uh, it's uncircumcised and it's got so much foreskin. Yeah, like, and it like hangs down to his knees. Yeah. Like, and it was and so a huge bush. Yeah, like this fucking Merkin style bush. Like, yeah. That dick was so well crafted that I could not tell it was fake for the longest time. <laughs> like, yeah, I had, that's true. I had no idea. I'm like, this guy has got the grossest dick on the planet. <laughs> and then Brayden has this like fucking tic tac sitting on two acorns. <laughs> yeah. It's a micro penis. Yeah, it is the tiniest thing I've ever seen. And he, like, has to use two fingers that he just rubs together to jerk off. He's like, Ugh. Yeah, he doesn't even, like, you know, go up and down. He just, like, rolls them in his fingers. <laughs> he does the pinch and roll. And they have this disco walking tour, which is just the worst thing I could possibly imagine spending your money on. Because it's like, you know Cool from Cool and the Gang? He once worked at this laundromat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he he makes these claims that the Bee Gees wrote wrote uh, uh, Night Fever in like the doorway of some fucking random building, and like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire like lived got in an apartment together. Yeah, and it's like these are places like, and there's like the, no way to substantiate any of these claims. The Bee Gees are from England. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire is from Chicago. Cool and the gang are from Jersey, I think. I like how one guy is like, why were they standing in the doorway? And he's like, they were waiting for their friend to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie's really good at making these fucking outrageous claims about his past. Yeah. And then when people try and confront him, he just gets really angry. Yeah. And moons him. And then just stands there for a really long time with his pants down. And apparently he's just got the rankest fucking farts ever <laughs> like petrifying farts yes and uh so one day this this girl comes on their tour named janet and Braden just falls in love with her yeah she's wearing this fucking fire red little orphan annie <laughs> curly wig and she's she's like mexican yeah like, so it's something is seriously amiss here <laughs> right so her and Braden start dating they start fucking even though Braden's never had sex before, but they have sex. And he's like, am I doing it right? Is this right? You like that? Is that right? Am I doing am I it doing right, it? Janet? I'm just like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much of this movie like that, though. <laughs> just over and just saying the same fucking line over and over and over and over and over. And I was like, I get what they're doing. I get they're like trying to be funny. Yeah. But I don't, I don't fly like that like that kind of shit irritates the piss out of me because i don't like repeating myself and i hate listening to other people re repeat themselves so i was losing my mind through a good portion of this movie See, i agree with you on that scene other parts i was fine with it um yeah then she just starts fucking ronnie right where did that come from absolutely nowhere yeah, it's like she was... I had to go back and watch that part twice because I had to figure out if there was some kind of thing that made her mad at Braden or something, but... Right. Like, no. 
it, it was like there was a, a point where Janet and Brayden started to suspect that Ronnie was the greasy strangler. Mm-hmm. And again, Ronnie said it like first thing in the movie. He told Brayden this and Brayden called, called him, him a, a bullshit, bullshit artist. artist. But for him to suddenly suspect that his dad is the f- greasy strangler is just ridiculous because he already fucking told him that he was. Yeah. Anyway, but it seemed like he, he and Janet were trying to conceive of some kind of plan to to out Ronnie or something. Like, yeah. Because the police wouldn't investigate it or something, so he said he was going to do his own investigation Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then suddenly janet's fucking ronnie yeah just because he's a smoothie he's a smoothie (laughs) he get he gets smooth with girls wearing his fucking crotchless disco (laughs) it wasn't crotchless right sorry it had mesh mesh. (laughs) this yellow fucking mesh and uh shitty whip Cam program is that? It, it does five minutes. It's perfect. But you can't record any longer than five minutes. I could start it over if I wanted. Oh, it's it's not an onboard program. No. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Um. Oh, and then Ronnie's gross dick, man. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so much dick. So yeah, she starts fucking Ronnie just for no reason, and then just gets back with Brayden for no reason. And then the end of the movie just comes out of nowhere. Again, just makes no sense. I don't know what happened. I I still do not know what happened. Like, up until like the very end, there's something that happens and I'm like, okay, why did that happen? But then everything after that, I'm like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I I am without words. I don't know what to say. It the thing is, it like kind of toes the line where it's not I, I expect it to be a little more trauma-esque, which is like over the top gore and just like you know, I mean it it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but so much of its ridiculousness comes from the uh, dialogue, and not so much from action. It's see, I, I think they kind of work in tandem. the The entire movie was fucking weird. And well, just yes, off the wall and made so little sense. This is this movie was like. If uh, like Wes Anderson or uh, or like Jared Hess made a horror-ish mo- movie, yeah, uh, with bad actors, but that was the I thing. don't think the actors are bad. I think they're good at playing bad. See, and that's that's what I uh, that's what I wasn't sure about. It's like, are these people like legit bad actors, or are they pretending to be bad actors? See, I think they're pretending because everyone talks with like the same monotone kind of drawl. Yeah. It's like they're doing community theater or something. Yeah. You're acting yeah. like it's community theater, guys. <laughs> Except not as over the top. 
Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Braden has zero personality. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie is over the top. Like, he's yeah. probably the only one. And now it's maybe necessary for the character, I guess. But everybody else is just really subdued and act. They act like they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and there was just so much weird shit going on that I really couldn't follow it. And like, it's so crass. You've got like all kinds of talk about poop and cum. Yeah. And, like, there's an old man munching down on a girl. And then pouring just then pouring oil all hot over. grease all over. And it's just oil everywhere. Just so, so much grease. So greasy. Hootie tootie disco cutie. That went on for too long. <laughs> and they did it twice. And the first time it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, why is she doing this? I don't know. I... I, I that's probably going to, if you ask me questions about this movie, that's going to be my answer from about 90 <laughs> Just an exasperated, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the inspiration behind this movie was because I am just blown away by what I watched. I genuinely laughed out loud more than once, though. I didn't. Really? The, I mean, that's not to say that I didn't think certain parts were funny, but I did not laugh out loud. Uh, see, I did multiple times, and there was a couple times where it was, like, just sheer ridiculousness. Just like, what? Why the fuck is that happening? Yeah. But then there was also, like, good jokes in it. I can't pinpoint any at the moment. I'm say, but... name one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when he was talking about his dad, like, tr- trying to fart, and it, this turd came out and did, a, did like, a loop-de-loop and laid it on the bed. <laughs> The fu- the part that made me kind of chuckle was every time Ronnie went out as the greasy strangler and killed somebody, he needs to clean up. So he oh, goes yeah. through a fucking car wash. <laughs> every t- they don't show him going to the car wash and like walking into it. They just do like kind of almost like an Edgar Wright quick cut type thing. Yeah. They show him, like, drop his quarters in and activate the car wash. And just shows him standing in between the brushes just screaming. <laughs> just like, ah! <laughs> and then air drying with his dick swinging in the wind. Yeah. God damn that fucking dick. <laughs> that dick is going to haunt my dreams. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. but And then the, the, the guy that works... At the car wash is blind, so he has no idea what's going on. Just, yeah. Every time he's like, is that big? Ro-? Oh, yeah, everybody's big. Something. Everybody's big. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> big Ronnie and Big Braden, Big Paul. Yeah. Big Janet is the only one you don't hear. Yeah. What was what was Braden's friend? It was um, oh, Oinker. Oinker. I forgot about Oinker. Yeah. This guy who wears a fucking cardboard pig nose. And he think he's gay, maybe? Maybe. He wears short shorts and lipstick. And like ballerina slippers. I didn't notice that, but I'll take your word for you didn't it. Notice Ronnie made a point of talking about his shoes for like five minutes. Really? Yeah. Must have spaced out, I guess. <laughs> and then like when you find out why he wears the fake pig nose, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. That I like I was waiting for an explanation for that, and there wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
when you're first introduced to Oinker, yeah, he's wearing the pig nose, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's this guy's deal? Because they don't mention it a, like they don't mention it once. Nope. Other than him doing a pig impression, that's it, <laughs> and his name being Oinker. Um, and then yeah, you find out why he wears it, and you're just like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, now I get why he wears it, but why is this yeah, a thing? <laughs> I have so many more questions. <laughs> <sighs> and every time somebody tries to give Ronnie food that's not greasy enough, he's like, this isn't right. Yeah. It's not greasy enough. I just love that he says it's not right. Like, like it's supposed to be greasy. You should know that. Right. It's like <laughs> if you ordered a hamburger and somebody brought you, like, a steak, you'd be like, this isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> not just no it needs to be greasier and uh and like ronnie he just like loathes Braden too yeah he just treats him like absolute shit he like he tells janet that Braden shits on the floor yeah and on the tv <laughs> <laughs> on the tv i pooped in my bed so i put it on the tv <laughs> uh um Like, and he's constantly threatening to evict him. Constantly. And there is just so much in this that I just don't understand. Like, the characters wear the same clothes every day. Like, it's fucking Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, or any any cartoon, for that matter. Simpsons. Let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> Brayden, like, except when Brayden and Ronnie are working the disco walking tour... They're wearing pink turtlenecks and tiny little pink shorts. Yeah, like pink Bermuda shorts. Yeah. And then when they're just in their normal clothes, Brayden is wearing this mustard yellow, like, corded uh, turtleneck sweater and mustard yellow pants. Uh, And he looks like just And what looks like old lady glasses. Yeah. Because they're like... They're They're like, like Barb's glasses. Right. Yeah, like the the big square glasses and like the arms are on the bottom half of the lens. Yeah. That kind of look. Um, and this guy looks like Judah Freelander. A little bit. Uh, but creepier somehow. <laughs> um, which might be by design. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if creepy is really what they were going for. Maybe just, I don't know, sad. Depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's just a cheesy old cornball. <laughs> and Ronnie. Or was it corny old cheese ball? It was cornball. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and Ronnie, he's kind of kind of terrifying a little bit. A little bit, He's yeah. a scary looking old man. Yeah. And it's well made all the worse by his fucking creepy dick. <laughs> and his flat ass. His flat ass saggy, wrinkly, old man ass. I love that he says, check my cheeks. <laughs> um, when people, like, apparently on his flyer, he advertised free drinks. And so all the people that were on the walkie tour wanted free drinks. Right. And they were like, we'll even take, like, water. And he's like, no free drinks! <laughs> and then just moons them. Yeah. <laughs> That's like his response, like he's a child or something. 
And then he just stands there, like, bent over with his pants down for, I don't know, a minute or two? Like, longer than you're supposed to moon someone? Yeah. And, like, in that time, Janet was on the walking tour. I mean, this is, like, close to the beginning. Braden starts talking to Janet, and then they've, they've been talking for probably about a minute screen time. And then Ronnie's like, Braden, stop talking to her. Help me pull up my pants. <laughs> This movie just, this is, I won't say an assault, but this is definitely uh, like a slap in the face for just all your senses. Like, just, it's coming from all angles. Like, the people, like, the way they look, the way they act, the setting, the story, all of it is just so fucking off the wall. That, like, you have to basically just give up and say, I don't fucking understand this. I think, see, I think I, I was probably about a third of the way through and I, I just gave in. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to embrace the, the lunacy here. Yeah, it's like I, I got about 40 minutes into it. So probably about a third. So, and I'm just like, you know <clears> what? <throat> I don't know what's going on. I don't think anything's actually going to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to let this movie happen to me. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to lay back. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, you just have these ridiculous throwaway characters, like the hot dog man. Yeah. And, like, that guy reminded me of Jimmy Hart. <laughs> A little bit. And he's just like, this isn't right. It needs to be greasier. I need it to be greasy so I can lubricate my throat. And like, the guy's like, I can't do that. I could lose my license for putting more grease on a dot dog. Yeah. What? Um, like, and like these three tourists that were on the tour at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Fucking weird people. Oh yeah. Like later on, they're they're all they're all staying at the same hotel because. Apparently they're friends. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Like if you look in the credits, one they're 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 credited as Swedish tourist, Indian tourist, and uh, Senegalian tourist. All right. So they're all from different countries, but there's either one motel in the town or their buddies, or they did some kind of like group package. Maybe this walking tour and hotel. <laughs> It's one package deal. But that whole thing about the potato chips. Puerto. Yeah, Puerto. <laughs> I need you to say it again. Puerto. <laughs> Just a little slower. Uh, that went on. For, that went on was, way too long. Seemed on, like forever. This is like a live action uh, Family Guy episode. And then when the other guy was like, I think he's trying to say potato. I was just like, yes, God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, potato. Potato chips. <laughs> and then Ronnie comes out with his dick swinging. <laughs> Thing is, when he was the greasy strangler, you could tell he was wearing something. Yeah. But there was definitely but There a was dick. still the dick. <laughs> so he's the big dick swinging. <laughs> There's something deeply troubling about this movie. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe multiple things. Yeah, I was going to say. More than one. Yeah. What are you doing in there? What? Right. in your stomach. Oh. <laughs> She's a girl. She doesn't have a dick right there. She, you like that? You like that? <laughs> I'm leaving this in. All right. <laughs> oh, this movie. We have more to talk about. Uh, I'm sure there's probably lots of stuff we could talk about. It was very, like you said, it was crass. This was very, it was just a very crass, crude movie. Like I said, lots of talk about poop and lots of talk about cum. And Ronnie also loves his creamy drinks. Yeah. And he had to get into a lot of detail about his creamy drinks. Right. Like a lot of cows were milked <laughs> so to we make could enjoy these drinks, drinks. Yeah. creamy drinks. A uh, lot of nudity, a lot of nudity, and not not the good kind, not good nudity. And everybody just had giant bushes. Yeah, um, Jana had like this giant bright red bush, and she pulled her ass apart too. Like, yeah, he saw her butthole. She also stuck her finger up Braden's ass. Yeah, I mean that wasn't like on screen, but well, yeah. No. But I mean, you like actually, she pulled her ass apart while she was doing the little hooty tooty disco cutie. Yeah, that. There's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really don't know what else to say. This movie was fucking bonkers. <laughs> I I I was into it except for the end. The end just. I don't know. Like, not only did it confuse me, but, but then, like, the very end was confusing on a whole new level because it didn't even make any sense. No. I and mean, I, I could, and I kept waiting for it to get explained. Yeah. And I kept in, like, like in, in the remaining two minutes, I think we're probably talking about the same part here, the remaining two minutes of the movie... I'm trying to figure out what the hell just happened. And yeah. Like, like, well, I could probably infer things from it, but I don't know. Like, a lot of this movie is expecting something to come together and kind of tie everything together. Yeah. And it just never happens. No. Like, when she started fucking Ronnie, I was like, this, it must be some kind of plan. Yeah. Yeah, like... But no. They were just fucking. Yeah. Like, Ronnie com- is coming back from... The club, presumably. The disco. The disco. Because the blind guy wanted to go disco dancing. Yeah. Paul? Was that his name? Mm, no, I think Paul was somebody else. But maybe you're right. I don't know. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it don't matter. And, None uh, of this matters. <laughs> and he's coming home as Janet's leaving. And this is like right after... Like, Braden tells her he loves her and that he wants to investigate his father because he thinks he might be the greasy strangler. And she seems really supportive. And that he's shit scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's another recurring thing. He's shit scared. Um, And she's on her way out as Ronnie's coming home. And that's when he tells her about his creamy drinks. (laughs) And then he says, do you want to come inside and get sensual or do something sensual? And she just follows him in. Yeah. And when that happens, I'm thinking, okay, so this is some kind of plan between her and Brayden. 
But no, they're just, they're fucking. Yep. <laughs> and like, I don't think Braden would sign off on this plan. <laughs> right. I certainly wouldn't. And like I said, you just keep waiting for something to explain why she's all of a sudden fucking him. But I think is there's so many parts about this movie where you, you kind of expect that what they're saying is going to be like a, a metaphor or a double entendre. But no, he just come, comes right out and says it. Yeah. Like when he's talking about his, his adventures with Michael Jackson. And he's saying that they picked up these two Chinese girls or something, two Asian girls. And he's like, and then we took him back to the office and we, we just pounded away at him and we're pounding and we're pounding. And then we just sprayed hot, creamy cum all over them <laughs> and everyone applauded. Right. Yeah. Like I said, like Ronnie just has these fucking outrageous stories, like going on John Travolta's yacht. Yeah. And being offered to start a business with him. Right. Ron and John's Disco Jungle. Yeah. In New Orleans. <laughs> in New Orleans, yeah. That's, you know, the disco hotspot. Yeah, they wanted a pink limo to cruise around and pick up all the mamacitas <laughs> in the Big Easy. <laughs> God. Yeah, so this... This movie was just so dumb. You know who would fucking love this movie? Who? Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But yeah, like this was this was so stupid and didn't make any fucking sense. There was I it was not completely without things to enjoy. But this is definitely for a, a certain type of person. I liked it. Huh? I liked it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I mean, I've definitely seen worse movies of similar the thing is, ilk. The thing is, you know exactly what this... Well, this movie knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be anything cinematic masterpiece. It's not trying to be like a comedic gold. It's it's crass. It's silly. It's That's all it is. Yeah, and you, I mean, you, you know in, in 10 minutes that... that it's, everything that you don't fucking understand, everything that seems weird or stupid to you... It's on purpose. Point. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do it by mistake. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? I found I found it enjoyable. I like I thought it was funny. Um I do wish there was a little more like over the top gore in it. And there was like almost none. Yeah. I mean calling this a horror movie is even a bit bit of a reach. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's really more of a just a, just a comedy. But it does have, you know, a guy killing people. Sure. But yeah, I wish the gore was more over the top and that they that there was more of it. Right. Other than that, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I laughed out loud at a couple parts. It is like it's... Man, this is never going to win any awards. <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> I mean, like, people at Fantastic Fest really fucking loved it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, SpectreVision obviously loved it enough to buy it. Yeah. Well, there's some weird, weird guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> the only thing is, I don't know if I could watch it again. No, this is a one-time watch for me. <laughs> and like, if if I had 
if I had known, if somebody coached me on this movie before I watched it, I probably never would have. So I think the the way I would be most likely to watch it again would be with someone else so I could watch their reaction. <laughs> uh, I was listening to another show and they were reviewing this and someone said that they um, recommend, if you couldn't see this in a theater, to see it, to watch it with as many people as possible. And I could I could see some merit behind that, I guess. Yeah. Just to get like a crowd reaction. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't think I know many people who would like this. Like even a little. <laughs> I, like I said, Jeremy would love this. I could see Jensen liking this. Maybe, yeah. Um. But like, did did your girlfriend watch this? No, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I thought for for some reason oh, that, that's something I wanted to say. You know how I've talked about on the show that every time she comes home and I'm watching horror, she goes, "What are you watching?" Like I'm watching the worst. This is the movie she thinks I'm watching. <laughs> like this is the movie that totally personifies what is in her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to save this movie to watch with my wife. Uh, Something in my head said, oh, maybe she'll want to watch this. I don't know. Maybe it was just the Elijah Wood thing. I don't, I think she likes Elijah Wood. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. <laughs> but I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll hold this off and you know, let her watch this with me. But then I'm thinking, no, she's not going to fucking want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, truth be told, I didn't even, I hadn't zero idea what this movie was about until I rented it on Amazon this morning and read the description. Oh, really? Yeah, I had no fucking clue. I had seen a trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But... Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Want to do numbers? I'm thinking five. <laughs> All right. Uh... I think probably three for me, maybe. Womp womp. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to just totally shit on it and give it like a one because there were some parts that were kind of funny, but overall, like this was just not something that I would have ever picked for myself. <laughs> so it was just so fucking off the wall. And that, I, I that like it. Is I like goofy movies but this was something else and it was just a bit much well that's you're entitled to that opinion yeah i mean i think this is a very polarizing movie from what i've seen it seems like a lot of people really like it see i don't get how someone could like love this movie <laughs> i don't know like i was like looking on imdb and like a lot of people gave it like a 10 star rating but then there are all people also people that gave it like one or two i think google play has a five out of five I th that's where IMDb is too, like 5.6 out of 10 or something. Oh, wait. Sorry, 5 out of 5? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I just don't see how people could, like, love it that much. Yeah, I don't understand. Anyway. Anyway. All right, moving on to our next movie. Uh, I mean, this episode's both movies that have been out for a few weeks now. But we couldn't watch. Yeah, we got to play fucking October on my catch up. Yeah, but uh, this is one that just came out last month. 
Um, I don't remember exactly when. But uh, the fifth and final movie of the Phantasm franchise, Phantasm Ravager. There are some schools of thought that suggest the possibility that one could be in two places at once. story epic actually revolver did you feel ravaged watching this? So ravaged. Ravaged my body. <laughs> okay, so um, Ravager is, like I said, the fifth movie in the Phantasm franchise. The last appearance of Angus Grimm before he passed. R.I.P. One Love. Nobody could see that. You saw it. That's what's important. <laughs> um. Yeah, so this and actually, I, I I watched Phantasm Four a couple days ago, just so I could remember where things left off. Because I wish I had done that. Were you totally lost? Not totally, but fairly. Okay. This yeah. is not a movie that you can just like jump into in the middle of a series. No, and like that's like you th- you can watch you know Friday the Thirteenth Six and get and get it. Yeah, I mean we talked about that earlier, like how. Most of the movies in, in the Friday series are kind of like standalone. I mean, they have the similar characters, but anyway, uh, Phantasm is definitely one of those series where they follow very closely together, but they were filmed so far apart. Like the first one came out in like 1979, yeah, and the second one was in 1988, <laughs> and then I think the third and fourth one are pretty close, <clears throat> but those are in like the mid 90s. And then here's this one in 2016. <laughs> and, like, all the stories are very sequential. Yeah. Although when you put them end to end, the endings and the begin the ends of one and the beginning of the other, uh, you, f- you feel like maybe something is missing. <laughs> right. It's not quite like Halloween where it, like, picks up at the exact moment. Yeah. But, I mean, you need to know what happened in the previous movies to really understand what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. They do like a, a little bit of a recap at the beginning, but it's, yeah. it's not really extensive enough. Right. Um, but so this movie focuses on mainly Reggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that could be said for the other ones. Reggie was, I mean, the first one, it was Jody and Mike were pretty much the main characters. Um, Mike and Reggie were kind of balanced in the second. And then both these movies featured a character named Jody that was a man. Both of the, there was one in Greasy Strangler? Yeah. The detective? Oh, right. We didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't. Was that actually a detective or was that his dad dressed up? That was Ronnie. Okay, because they did not address that at all. They did a little bit. When he looked in the mirror and saw Ronnie's face. Maybe I missed Beth's part or you something. must I, have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ronnie, like, sorry, we're bouncing back to the last movie here, but Ronnie comes in, apparently is Ronnie. It's the same actor. Michael St. Michael. Michael St. Michael's, yeah. Um, and he's wearing, he's got a mustache on, he's got fake teeth in that have braces on them. Yeah. Sunglasses. And giant fingernails. What the fuck like was that? Flojo fingernails. What was that? <laughs> Why? I don't know. And he goes in to invest, like he's a, he's supposed to be a detective, or was he like a, an actual detective or like a private investigator? Uh, I don't know. He was investigating the Greasy Strangler claims. He goes in and like investigates the evidence of the grease left on the ground. <laughs> that he just rubs on his face. Yeah, he picks it up with his nails and rubs on his face, and then he has to grease his sunglasses <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that movie, so fucking off the wall. It is. 100%. Bad shit crazy. Okay, so back to Ravager. (laughs) So, like I said, this movie focuses primarily on Reggie. Um, And honestly, I'll say right off the bat, the story was pretty upsetting. Because there were two story, well, three storylines going on, really. One is the one that picks up Seemingly after um, Oblivion, I think, was the fourth one. Where Reggie has come back through the tall man's portal into our dimension. He's walking through the desert. And it gives you no real indication about when this takes place relative to to the last movie. But, I mean, Reggie Bannister is almost 20 years older than he was. And there's no hiding that. I mean, he was already, uh, you know, probably middle-aged in Oblivion. Um, and now he's a senior citizen. <laughs> so he's like really potchy uh, and just old. I mean, his hair's gray. His eyes, brows are bushy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's walking through the desert with his signature four-barrel shotgun. I love that fucking thing. That's, that's so cool. That's my, f- like that and the fucking Cuda. My favorite thing is about this movie or these movies. Um, and he, he finds out that somebody stole his car and the dickhead decides he's going to drive down the same road that he stole it from. <laughs> and Reggie flags him down, asks for a ride and then pulls a gun on him and says, give me my fucking car back. Um, 
And then he drives down the road. He picks up a girl named Dawn. And anybody that's seen the previous Phantasm movies knows that Reggie needs to stop picking women up <laughs> off the side of the road. And I don't know how this guy keeps slaying so much pussy in all these movies. But he just picks up let girls left and right. And like at first they're like, oh, no, no, no. You, you, I don't. I don't I don't do that. But then they're so into him later. That didn't happen with her though. Well, not not really, no. Not in the way it has before. But I mean like he picks her up, he gives her a ride to her house, which is like this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Um and he talks her into letting her letting him stay the night and he starts hinting at like Instead of him sleeping on the couch, sleeping in the bed with her. And she's like, whoa, okay, you're making me regret that I picked, you let you stay the night here. And then he kind of backs off. And then later in the night, she comes downstairs and she's clearly going to ask him to come up in the bed with her. But he's asleep. So, I mean, this fucking old bald dude with a ponytail. Just, just slamming ass. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, then, uh, you know, while he's, while Reggie's sleeping, one of those, one of those tall man's steel balls is floating through the air and I'm going to try my best to avoid all the excessive ball balls jokes. No, just go for it. (laughs) Um, yeah, so there's one of the, the steel balls floating outside the window, uh, basically watching him, I guess, even though it doesn't have eyes. They should have put googly eyes on these things. <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> um, and then Reggie wakes up in the morning, and he goes upstairs to find Dawn, and the the ball is doing what it what, the, what they do. Plunges into the victim's head, starts siphoning blood out. Uh, and so he runs outside, tries to get away. And he's just, he's got a fucking arsenal in the Cuda's trunk. Yeah, he does. Holy and shit. Like, I got to talk about his car. That 71 Barracuda is fucking awesome. I love that car. And it just, I mean, it's probably not the same car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like. I found it funny at the end when, like, the, the Barracuda rolls up and, like, saves the day. Mm-hmm. They're playing this song that almost sounds like Barracuda, but isn't. I guess I didn't notice. It's like they couldn't get the rights to Barracuda, so they wrote their <laughs> own song that kind of sounds similar. Get the tacos. Anyway, so you have Reggie runs outside. He picks up. He, he, he gathers like what is probably about a hundred pounds of guns and knives and shit out of his trunk and just carries it on his back. He grabs what is probably about all the guns. All the guns. <laughs> I need all the guns! <laughs> um, and then he's like trying to run away. And then he runs into the barn and there's the farmhand that he scares, who's Daniel Roebuck for some reason. Yeah. He's in the movie for like five minutes. And he's Italian. Bulgarian. Was that what he was? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> then he dies. And then the weird thing happens. There is a jump to Reggie in a nursing home or like a like a, a mental 
home and Mike is there visiting him. And like, that, that's, that's what he's been looking for. He's been looking for Mike because Mike was pretty much lost to him at the end of the la- uh, end of the last movie. Um, so he, he, he wakes up presumably in, in the, in a wheelchair and Mike is pushing him around this park area on the grounds of this hospital or home or whatever it is. And it's basically revealed that everything that we've seen, it was all in Reggie's head. The tall man, the interdimensional travel, the, the, the chrome balls, all of it. It was all in his head. Yeah. We got fucking Dallas. We got fucking Patrick Dempsey up the ass. Next thing you know, Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> Not Patrick Dempsey. Not McDreamy. <laughs> McCreamy. <laughs> My wife hates that. She loves that fucking show, and I call him McCreamy. All yeah, the Reggie time. wakes up, goes to the shower. There's Patrick Duffy <laughs> in the fucking shower. Yeah, and so by Patrick Duffy leg. (laughs) And so, as a Phantasm fan, I fucking rage. I was a little pissed. (laughs) I I felt ravaged. (laughs) And maybe that's where the subtitle came from. Yep. It's Phantasm Ravager because they're going to ravage the Phantasm franchise. (laughs) Um, And I think what was most upsetting about this is the fact that Don Coscarelli wrote the fucking thing. Yeah. He didn't direct this one. This is the first one he has not directed, but he wrote it. Uh, and actually, I think he co-wrote it with the guy who did direct it, whose name escapes me right now. Um, but Skip. Skip Vandalay. <laughs> so there, through, through the rest of the movie, there is this back and forth between the world that we know, that we've seen – in David Hartman, thank you. Previous um, Phantasm movies, and this one that's just been shown to us, where Reggie is basically suffering from dementia. Um, and so, like I said, there's this back and forth, and like the the transition between the two is actually pretty pretty well done. I have to say, sometimes, other times it was just like it was just like a switch just flipped, and all of a sudden we were somewhere else. And that's what I mean. Oh, you liked that? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if we're necessarily thinking about the same parts, but like, yeah, for it suddenly, like closer to the end where they're running through the hospital and like he'll walk through a doorway and suddenly he's in the other reality. Yeah. Okay. That, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff I, I liked. But there was yeah. other times where it was just like he would just be like walking and all of a sudden everything was different. It wasn't like he would – there was no – nothing to change there was there was nothing like him walking through a doorway or anything it was just like he was outside and then all of a sudden he was somewhere else oh yeah i mean there are like definitely like kind of poorly planned things where it's like he's doing something and then suddenly he wakes up like he like he snaps out of a dream or something yeah and he's he's in the home um like you know what it reminded me of this is kind of an obscure reference, especially for our younger listeners, but it reminded me of the episode of Quantum Leap where he leapt into Lee Harvey Oswald because in that episode, he leaps like five times. It's the only episode where he leaps more than once. Okay. And so it's like you don't really get long enough with a character to figure out what's going on before he leaps again. You're like, wait, so who is he now? <laughs> it was kind of like that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Because but... there's 
like three different realities that Reggie is going through. Yeah. And and within these other realities, he's like jumping dimensions within them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there there's there's the one that we know from the from the other Phantasm movies. It's like Inception. A little. There's uh, there's the one where Reggie is a dementia patient in a hospital or home of some kind. Whatever, yeah. And then there's the other, which is like a post-apocalyptic world where Reggie has been basically under some kind of control. Well, not control, but he's been in a kind of a dream state by the tall man for who knows how many years. And presumably this takes place after maybe the fourth movie. That's a little foggy. As far as that goes, but it does take place in the same world as it's, it's a little like the matrix, I guess. Whereas it, when, you know, when Neo wakes up, it's the world he always thought he was in, but generations in the future. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Um, where Reggie still thinks he's in, you know, let's say, let's say 2016, but it, very well could be like 2020, you know, after the world basically fell apart because the tall man took over. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's this, there's a lot of back and forth between these worlds. It gets really hard to keep up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I just, I don't know. I was really trying really hard to get into this movie. But just all the jumping around made it really hard to settle in. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And maybe maybe that was the idea. Maybe that's what they were going for. Is like you know, they never wanted you to be like really sure what was going on, which they they achieved for sure. Because even after the movie was over, I don't know what was real. Yeah. Um, because there were basically three different endings. Yeah. I mean, each one had a different ending, or each. Each reality had a different ending. There was at least one part where I was like, "What? Where, where I thought the movie was over, and then it kept going for like another ten or fifteen minutes." And I was just like, "Why is this still going?" Yeah, there is a stinger, and you will have need needed to see Phantasm Three to know what the hell's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> or to to know who the people in the stinger. Well, at least one of them. Um. And it's not it's not an after credit stinger. It's it's about like a minute or two into the credits. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I don't know. It this seemed like it was missing something, and I can't pinpoint what it was, because I mean it had all the essential parts of a phantasm movie. Um, I mean, it had, it had Reggie, had Mike, had the tall man, had the tall man, had the balls and yeah. And, um, the, 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 the silver poles that they travel mm-hmm. through dimensions, the red planet it had all that stuff, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like it came together the way that they all, they do in the other movies. This doesn't feel like a horror movie either. Not really. It feels like an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Angus Scrim, I mean, even though he was a creepy son of a bitch, 
He just wasn't really playing the tall man like he had in the past. Could be because he was 90 years old. Well, sure. But I'm saying he's... Although we did get a boy. Yeah, one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like... It, it, uh, he just wasn't creepy like he had been. And I don't think the age really has anything to do with it. I mean, as far as looks, just yeah. the way he was playing, it just wasn't creepy. I mean, anybody that um, has seen uh, Phantasm Four knows that the tall man used to be Jebediah Morningside. He was an undertaker in our world who started exploring other dimensions. He opened up a portal and came back through as the tall man. Um, and so, but even as the tall man, it felt like he was playing Jebediah. Just a guy who's, you know, slightly ominous, but not just evil like the tall man should be. Yeah, I can see that. So, I don't know. What, what do you, what's your input? Well, my, my biggest takeaway was that it just felt like an action movie and, uh, I also felt like the tall man wasn't really in it that much. He really wasn't. I mean, it was, God, it seemed like almost half an hour into the movie before he even showed up. Yeah. And aside from like the one quick interaction between him and Reggie, there's not like a whole lot that he does. Yeah. But I mean, he does talk about how there's like tens of thousands of tall men. And so it's kind of like, whoa, what the, what the fuck are we doing then? Yeah. Like, we kill this guy, what the hell, what the hell good's it going to do? Yeah, he says that he's, like, there's one of him in, like, every dimension. Yeah. Or, you know, thousands of dimensions or whatever. Um, so, you know, a weird thing that, that they did was in the reality that... In the reality where Reggie was in the home, there was a point when Mike would come in and say, I, st- I started having a dream about exactly what you're describing. Yeah. I had your dream. Yeah. Um, and so Mike kind of starts to believe him, but that keeps resetting. And at the end of that reality, like the ending that that reality comes to, it's like it never happened. Yeah. Or no. No, yeah, you're right. No, I mean, like I, I can't get into it. It's a bit of a spoiler, but I'll, Mention it. It'll re- remind me, and I'll mention it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This it had, like I said, it had all the the essential phantasm elements. It just didn't feel like a phantasm movie. Yeah, I think it's just a, it was just a tonal thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't have. I mean, I'm sure Coscarelli was there probably every day on set. Probably, I I, I can almost bet that he was. But he he wasn't directing it. He wasn't putting his vision, like his 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 stank on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like at least the first part of this movie feels almost like Tarantino esque. Not quite as as grand, sure, but just I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a weird story. It also kind of felt like like the balls were like characters more than like tools. Yeah. Like it almost seemed like they had a mind of their own. A little. And like you said, at one point it looked like it was just watching him. And then there's like giant ones that are taking over the world. And it's like, what <laughs> is happening? And you know, that's, that when I saw the f- trailer for this the first time, I thought that looked so cool. But then seeing it in the movie, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I think that's kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I liked it for for what I could get out of it. I definitely did not like it like I like the others. Yeah, same here. And like... I mean, like, I was never like super into Phantasm. Me neither. I wasn't like a diehard fan or anything. But I, I liked them. Like, yeah. I, if I, I see them on TV, I'll watch them. It's like that kind of thing. Right. But I don't know. This one just felt different. Yeah. You know, it, it felt very much like a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing. Yeah. And, and you know, this one was done on a very thin budget. And was, was it crowdfunded? No, I don't think so. Because it was like when he announced it, it was like, oh, yeah, I made a new Phantasm. Yeah, it was already done. Yeah. Right. Which made it confusing why it took so fucking long to come out. Right. <laughs> Just had to get distribution, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, stay up, man. I'm trying to think of anything that is anything I'm missing. Anything else to add? Um, I like to I like Chunk. Chunk. The little guy. Oh, yeah. See, I thought he was kind of a ham. That's why I liked him. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just—it was funny because it was like a little person, but he had like this like big personality, and he was just like this total badass. Also, every one that shoots a gun in this movie is a fucking crack shot. Yeah, there's like two people with their foreheads touching, and they can shoot the right one from you know forty yards away. <laughs> yeah. Um. And like one thing that made this seem like a sci-fi channel movie was the very clearly low budget special effects. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was CGI and it was TV caliber CGI. Was the blood CGI? Uh, I guess that part. No, that was, that was real or, you know, practical. Um, Like when, when a ball would attach itself to somebody's forehead. Yeah. That, that, that was real. That seems like a pretty easy gag. Yeah, um, but I mean the balls themselves; those were all CGI. Yeah, and that was always that was that was always the cool part about Phantasm movies. I mean, from a, an effects standpoint, those were always practical. Like they, whether they, you know, did uh, stop motion or you know, um, like had the balls on like some kind of fishing line or something. It was always like the actual physical ball. Um, just, you know, the technological constraints of the time um i mean they probably would have used cgi back then had it been a thing yeah but i don't know that that was just the some of the flavor that was missing from this i guess yeah that makes sense and i guess i could i could put it in regards to something with flavor this was bland okay yeah um 
Yeah. It was like they tried to, you know, like there, there's not a lot of story here, so they tried to spice it up with like by doing three different stories all at once. Yeah, and it just it just muddled everything up. Yeah, and it got confusing. Yeah, and you know, like I said, whether or not that was intentional, I don't know, but it. I mean, I'm sure they didn't want it to be confusing, but. Well, maybe they did. I mean, like I said, maybe they never wanted you to feel settled. I mean, maybe because, like you said, you we we really don't know what was the true reality, right? We were given three basically different uh, alternate realities, and just kind of left to decide which one we think is is true, right? So maybe I don't. Maybe they didn't want people to be confused, but I don't think they wanted people to be sense confused in the sense that it was like, wait, now where is he? What's happening? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Which kind of happened. Yeah. And there's like, you know, like characters' names would change. Right. Yeah. Um, which definitely kind of, get, kind of gave it like a Wizard of Oz type thing. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we've probably said enough about this. We should probably start wrapping up. Um I I I I really wanted to love this, especially because it was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's. I think he said that even even before Scrim died. Um, that's the thing, though. I would have liked some more conclusion then. Yeah, and I would. I mean, the the I wanted to see a movie that was in the reality that I've watched for four previous movies. Yeah. I didn't want to have. I don't want. I didn't want to be Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and even if it would had been been just two, it might have been a little easier to deal with. But then they added like this third reality, and it's just like I yeah. have no idea what's going on now. So, uh, ratings wise, I mean, I would say that if you're a Phantasm fan, definitely watch this. I mean, if nothing else, because it's the last one that you're ever going to see. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just be fully aware, especially if you're a, like a true fan, you're not going to enjoy this as much as the others. Um, I mean, I know there are people that, you know, the, the old timers or the, the purists that will say the first one's the only good one. Um, and that's fine. Um, but just, yeah, just be aware that this one is does not stand as tall as the other ones. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Um, it's okay. It's passable. Yeah. But I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to give you that same phantasm feel that you get from the other movies for sure. Just, just go into that being aware. Um, and ratings wise, I'll go to five. I'll go four. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, probably. Anything We've been else? talking for a while. Probably should stop. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah. It's, I guess. I guess it's the end. I mean, I don't. I trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to, need to talk about, but I guess there isn't. Um. Do we have anything coming up? Anything special? Mm, no. I don't think so. We need to get working on our short film, but. Yeah. Gonna find time for that. We'll figure it out. Yep. Um, so, in the meantime, we'll be back 
again in a couple of weeks where shit i was gonna look up what we're doing next episode but i forgot fear inc and i am the pretty thing that lives in the house right i wasn't sure we were gonna do fear inc and then i saw you put it on the calendar so i did indeed so that's that's most good indeed <laughs> um in the meantime where can they find us they can find us at graveplotpodcast.com uh, subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. And uh, check out patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast if you want to support the show. And check out store.graveplotpodcast.com. Get yourself some sweet Graveplot Podcast merch. Graveplot Podcast. I said it so many times, <laughs> but like I had to say it one more time. Give us money. We love you long time. Yes. Taylor, love you long time. Give you herky jerky. You like how I always whore you out? Yeah. <laughs> Tony's my pimp. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll catch up with you next episode. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Gray Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Keeping breezy, so with a go down his Keeping breezy, so with a go down his Keeping breezy, so with a go down his Not